millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. Myself, John Norman, uh, Steve Harmison, and we're going to be reflecting on one of the worst defeats uh, in England's recent history, possibly ever, actually. That is saying something when you consider just how many horrendous defeats there have been in World Cup cricket, but also paying credit to the greatest Afghanistani victory uh, in their World Cup history. They have played as brilliantly as England have played poorly. Plenty to discuss here on the following on podcast. So, wow. If you're listening, uh, you no doubt know. If you don't, well, don't go anywhere for the next 25 minutes or so. Uh, just seen or bore witness to um, to one of those games. Afghanistan have beaten England for the first time and they've done so handsomely, comfortably. They deserved it. They were brilliant. England, well... We'll talk about that in a minute. England actually won the toss. Uh, That was as good as it got. They decided to bowl. They should have batted. Uh, Afghanistan got off to a flyer. 114 for one when Zadran was finally out. They went past 100 with a six. They did so inside 14 overs. It was one-sided fair. Chris Wokes, his first three overs went for 31. Sam Kyron came on. His first two overs went for 26. Uh, Topley bowled a maiden, though, in and amongst the carnage. Uh, But he, too, eventually was uh, quite expensive. England felt that they had, through Adil Rashid, Liam Livingston and Joe Root, got a foothold back in the game. 190 for six uh, when uh, Naby was out. But once again, pace released the pressure uh, and a miss-stumping opportunity uh, from Joss Butler. Uh, Khan, Ikram and Rahman all added lower-order runs and a score of 284 always looked competitive, despite the forecasts for this being a run glut of a pitch. When England came out to bat, well, they were just always behind. Bairstow will probably feel he was unlucky to be given out leg before wicket, but the ball was going on to hit the stumps. Joe Root played back to one. He should have come forward. And that, for me, Harmy, we'll talk about this in a second, was a moment I knew England were in trouble. Because if Joe Root can't play the spin, nobody else is going to. Harry Brook, the only batter that really seemed to be on top of the conditions as a sequence of poor shots, diffident footwork and uh, lacking technique saw the end of Milan, who punched onto cover. Butler bowled loosely on the drive. Good ball, though. Livingston, uh, LBW, palpably and lost his review. Sam Curran, who doesn't look anywhere near the Sam Curran type player that we've seen over the last few years, edging to first slip. 
When Brooke was out for 66, that was it. But in truth, the end had been in sight for quite some time. And when it did come, it came with the wicket of Topley. England bowled out and they've lost the game by 69 runs. Wow, where do we start? Well, I suppose we better start at the beginning. You're listening to Following Up. Story of the day. Steve Harmison, I was asked a question on Talk Sport. Where does this defeat rank in the history of bad, bad days at the office for England? And I've got to say, I mean, you only have to go back two matches, to be honest with you. And there's been so many terrible performances from England in World Cups. Kind of forgotten about those. Uh, but for you, you know, were England that bad or were Afghanistan just too good? Um, a bit of both. I think when all, whenever you get asked that question, you always have the answer of a bit of both negativity at the toss for me. Negativity in England's mindset and uh, against New Zealand, you know, timid dismissals in that game. And I think there were some timid dismissals in this game. Um, but I, it's, hard to, it's hard to question a toss when you're not at the ground, not on the ground. But when I watched that first 18 overs, we're 120 odd for, for, for one off the 18, uh, 18, 16 or 18 overs. You go, and this is flat. This is a good wicket. You know, we, we, we went into 2019 World Cup having something like 20 scores of 350 plus. After it's between 2019 World Cup and this one, I think we've only had one or two scores over 350 plus. We've just got 350 on our last game. 364, I think it was in the last game. So on a flat wicket, go and bat first and go and blow Afghanistan away. Go and, you know, take their spinners out of the game by just belting them out of the park. And what do we do? You know, we, we bowl first. And then you're thinking, you know what? If we're not confident enough to bat first and go and smash a total, how confident are we in this game if Afghanistan get between 275 and 300 with their spinners? And that's what happened. It really was. I, I, we were... We were we were negative. We were timid. Um, we were sloppy when it comes to with the ball. Go back to what I said right at the very start of the tournament. Mark Wood, for me, in India, should be opening the bowling. England have got to get power play wickets. They've got to start on the front foot. If you're going to go at eight and over, let's go at eight and over by bowling 95-mile-an-hour rockets. And to watch um, Wokes, who looks under the weather. I'll come on to Chris in a minute. Sam Curran, again... When things are going well for Sam, he's brilliant. When things aren't going well, they tend to, you know, it, it's like like the hole the water caves in and it just gushes out, unfortunately. Um, we just weren't at the races. And do you know what, John? If we if we were doing this following on, and the results were the other the result was the other way, and England got 240 and bowled Afghanistan out for 215, we'd be saying professional performance. Brilliant. You know, blow the opposition away. You know, you know, he got the got the minnow, got them by the throat, and really sort of showed who is the big boys, and that's what happened in this game. But unfortunately, it was the so-called little boys, the, the little team that actually were the ones that were brilliant because from the top, England looked shell shocked. Yes, they were sloppy, but eighty or fifty-seven balls for for Gobaz. England didn't know what to do with him, um, but then the rest of the initiative back and. Pressure on Joss. Did he make the right decision at the toss? Did I make the wrong decision at the toss? Have I got the right selection of the team? You know, we've already lost the game against New Zealand. You know, we've been blown away first sort of 12, 15 overs. 
and uh, a regulation stomping, which you'd expect just to to sort of go up, not a problem at all. And that is the game. That's not game over, but it's 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 them getting two fifty, and then all of a sudden that's the pressure of playing international sport in the big arena in the big tournaments. And unfortunately for Joss, for the one of the first times. He um he didn't handle the pressure that well. I wonder if the toss was playing on his mind when the ball was going all parts. Yeah, we should say that the Afghanistani skipper Hashmut said he would have bowled as well, you know. And we've actually it's actually been one of the the positive things from the World Cup. Teams winning the toss have not always won the game. They've seemed to make yeah. some uh, some errors at the start. And it hasn't been a bit like the T Twenty World Cup that we saw in UAE, where essentially you won the toss, you pretty much won the game. But from an English perspective, you know, you can you can look at that New Zealand result and you could kind of like say, all right, well, it was it was a bad day, you know. We we just kind of we just put it behind us. We talked about this before the Bangladesh game, didn't we? And we mm-hmm. certainly did after. But there's there's themes coming through now, and you don't have to look too far before this World Cup to see similar kind of one-sided matches which England were on the wrong side of, and similar kind of problems. On paper, that batting looks decent. Okay. Now you could talk about the conditions and the pressure and the spin and you know. But I don't think the batting is necessarily the problem. They didn't perform well today. Okay. Yeah. I I I I will I'll come in there. I think I, I, I agree that on paper it looks yeah, you know, a very strong unit. But if you if you if Ben Stokes is not fit, Mo and Ali has to play. Moen, there's no question. You find a place for Moen Ali because of his experience. His experience in India, his experience in world cricket, and his, and the factor of just Moen Ali on the field for the England cricket team. I think England, I, I think they make a mistake by not having a, a, a place for Moen Ali. Now, you could have had him in for Chris Wokes, you could have had him for Liam Livingston. Um, and you look and you think, well, they're completely different disciplines. Wokes both seem, you know, that's a bit. Liam's Livingston, more of a frontline batter than, than Moen. But I think the, the factor of Moen Ali on the field, I think, helps Josh Butler. I think it helps a lot of the younger players. And I think he gives, I think he gives the experience that Ben Stokes gives, but Ben's not there. So for me, I agree with you that the baton is not the issue. I think England need to pick Moen Ali and have him in the team because of the character of Moen Ali and the all-round cricket prowess that he has, as well as the opposition. There's a, I think there's more of a fear factor of Moen Ali than, than maybe one or two others. So I agree the batting is not the problem, but I think Moen Ali in that team, in the batting unit, I think for me is a must going forward if you are going to consistent, continually go in without an injured Ben Stokes. Okay, well, look, we'll talk about what changes England can possibly make ahead of their next game, which I think is against South Africa next week. But I'll have to just check that. But in terms of this match today, um, you can look at Harry Brook and say he he batted well. Um, But it's it's very difficult, isn't it? I mean, even the first delivery of the match, and it's sprayed down the leg side and fumble behind the stumps and it goes off. I, I know it's... It's easy to to look at that in hindsight and say that's you know, but I even at that moment you think, hang on a second, you know the way that a team starts, it's very difficult to turn things around. Even that you felt that England did turn it around, 114 without loss, 190 for six, 
But there's problems here, isn't there? You look at themes. There's been a theme in this World Cup. Chris Wokes has been wayward and expensive with the ball. Is it as simple as just to say, well, we always knew that Chris Wokes can't play abroad? Um, or or is there something else there? Or, or, or is it just a case you've just got to stick with a guy that's that, that you feel is, is going to come back and, and perform like he has done for so many years? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one for Chris because... I've been in that situation many times before. Two days he didn't. Two days ago he was ill. Forty-eight hours ago he was ill. Didn't practice. And you then have to make the decision if you're fit enough to play. And I think sometimes, and I've been guilty of this. Sometimes you go, I need to play because I'm not doing that well. I need to bowl overs. I need to be in the game. I need to. I want to do it for my team. And actually, it works against you because then you get on the field. You feel as though you're not quite 100% fit. You then try your very, very best to be the bowler that you you have been for many, many years. And all of a sudden, you put too much pressure on yourself. You try too hard and it goes completely wrong. And I think at the minute, if anything, Chris is probably trying too hard. He's trying too hard in, in trying to get his lines and his lengths there. And, and he's putting it there. He's not bowling it there. And that is something that, I think from if anybody's anybody knows the game from a bowling point of view, is that when you put it there, it don't swing, it don't seem, it don't do anything. It just sort of blows out of your hand and just flops there. I've not seen Chris Wokes swing a ball yet, really properly, and that's what he's in the game for. He's got a brand new ball for five overs, six overs from his end. He's going to take power play wickets by getting the ball to shape away with the odd one that variation that goes in. And go straight on or swings in, or and he's got he's got great change up variations. But unfortunately, I've not seen Chris swing a ball yet properly. The, the Chris Wokes wear, and his lines have been off, his length's been off, and largely down to the fact I think he's just putting it there. He's not bowling it. He's not sort of following finishing enough off his action. And I think that is something. If I was a bowling coach, I'd be saying to him rather, and that would be you know, he, and that's a confidence factor. Unfortunately for Wokes, it's a confidence factor that he's you know, he's probably trying a, a little bit too hard to try and sort of get it perfectly on a line and land. And there's nothing really behind it. And you know, there is always question marks when he plays abroad. But I sometimes think that's a myth. You know, the, In red ball cricket, yes, but he's been very, very good and very, very competitive away from home in white ball cricket in the shortest format and the longest format. So for me... I'm very, very surprised that at his three games in this tournament because he is a lot better bowler than that. And he's a lot better bowler away from home and at home than that. But unfortunately, possibly the character that I know, he's just trying too hard. And that sometimes can be the de- detriment because you, finish, you, you you forget to bowl it properly. You just put it there. And I think at the minute watching him, he doesn't really feel as though there's any snap in his action, the wrist positions going off a little bit. He's bowling short. He's bowling wide. Um, and at his pace, unfortunately, and I do say that with every bit respect, at his pace, um, it's nice to face in, on these surfaces. So England will have to look at, do you carry on or do you make a change? A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Moment of the day. It would be wrong of us not to give huge credit to Afghanistan. Um, and you, you can't really pick to one moment, can you? I thought they got off to an absolutely brilliant start. It reminded me a little bit about of the Sri Lankan side in 1996. But of course, back in 1996, there was two of them going at it at the top of the order. It was actually just the one of them today. Uh, Gerbaz, I mean, I tell you what, that would have been our moment of the day. The skipper runs him out, um, pretty much first ball, two wickets and two balls, and he goes off. Hurling his bat, he's going to probably get in trouble from the from the third officials, the uh, the ICC officials. So that would have been one of the moments of the day. But in the end, there was there was plenty of other ones, weren't they? And you know, Gerbaz batted well. There was a miss stumping, but it cram again. He batted well. Uh, there were uh, there were scores along the way, and it was there was so much pressure released at the front end. And then at the back end, and then, of course, when Afghanistan came on to bowl, they were absolutely phenomenal. They they swung the ball more than England did with the new ball. Uh, they spanned the ball uh, more than England did. And England just looked like they were kind of rabbits in headlights at times. But when you consider they were beaten comfortably by India, no real disgrace there. Um, and they've also went down uh, in their first match to come back and to perform against, let's not forget, the champions, Amidst the backdrop of the earthquakes which have hit Afghanistan in the last week or so, there's so much horrendousness going on back home. Um, you just got to give so much credit to this side. And you just got the feeling, yes, this has been a, a big blip for England, but Afghanistan are going to cause a surprise or two along the way uh, in this tournament. And some of the other bigger sides, you know, they're going to be watching on thinking we don't want to have to uh, go through what England have gone through today. But to be honest with you, I think one or two made it. Yeah, I think one or two men, especially if I said it before the tournament, if Afghanistan get runs, Afghanistan will be will be fancied to to defend any total because of you know the spin options that they've got. And that was exactly the you know the case in point today. When you when you look at the, the, the game as a whole, it looked it was it was oh it was the opposite way around. England if England had done what Afghanistan had done today. Yeah, you know, a lot of people would have questioned the World Cup whether they need minnows in it. They question the World Cup whether you know, is the gulf between the top and the bottom getting bigger. But you've got to give not not so much the the credit to you know, one individual. We've talked about World Cup um surprises in the past and coming to fore. And that, that, that always comes when a you know a smaller nation beats one of the, the big boys. But more often than not, in them games, there's one player stands out, Kevin O'Brien in, in Bangalore, 
in all them years ago for Horizon. This was a team effort. This was a massive team effort from every single player on on that sort of team for for Afghanistan. The bowling unit bowled as a as a unit. You know, Majid bowled for Rashid Khan. You know, Naveen who who bowled for me. One of the the butler, the the ball to butler. Yes, there'll be people question Joss Butler's um, how he played it. But I'm sorry if Jasper Bummer bowls that a bit like what he did against Rizwan yesterday. You'd be seeing it every single every single time. Every highlights we will see that ball again. It was an absolute pearler to get rid of um, to get rid of Joss Butler, the England captain, one of the best players of of all time in white ball cricket. Um, completely bamboozled him, and that for me, just little things like that really stood out in what a team effort it was from the whole of the Afghanistan team. So, yeah, it, 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 we we have to talk about England being poorly because that's what, you know, we're, you know, we're from England and we have to look at you know, how England performed. Well, they were beaten by the better side, not just against New Zealand, but they were, they were beaten much better side against Afghanistan. They had their plans better. They executed their plans better. They played the big moments better. They wrestled initiative back when things weren't going so well, when they were 100 and, or they were 190 for five and still managed to get 284. You know, that's, that's you know, hats off to Afghanistan when they did that. And even when Harry Brook, who played really, really well, when Harry was going nicely, they still tried to keep attacking. They still tried to go at the person at the other end. Um, and, uh, you know, fair credit to them because they, uh, they deserved their victory. And, you know, they celebrated well. And like you said, like you said, I mean, rightly so, there's been a lot of stuff going on in Afghanistan from a negative point of view. But um, to see them celebrate the way they have done there, that that was a whole country celebrating with with eleven with eleven men who have have done their countries proud. And you know, a great stat from Nick Friend I've just seen on on social media, Mohammed Mohammed Nabi. How many different nations has he beat as an Afghanistan player? I couldn't I couldn't believe it when I seen it. Forty three. Because obviously they play emerging nations. They've only played emerging nations. They've not really beaten the big guys. And Nick Friend lists them all. And I mean, we, you're looking at Bahrain, you're Malaysia, Saudi Arabia, all these nations Mohammed Nabi has beaten because of the length of career he's had as, as a player. He's captained them brilliantly um, through some harsh times. And then he gets his dear to celebrate in the, uh, in the big stage against the world champions, against England. So what was that? What he had two for 16 off six? Uh, that for me... That tells you everything. You know, if Nick's got it right, England will become the 43rd country beaten by Mohammed Nabi. Brilliant. That is it. That's cricket in a in a nutshell for me. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, Harmy. Next game is against South Africa. What eleven take to the field? I'm listening to Josh Butler after what the game. He's he said they're going to back Chris Wokes. I think they might have to make a change there. I think they might have to make a change there. They might have to look at bringing, will they bring in, I'm not sure, uh, Sam Curran. I think they need to freshen up this bowling unit. Um, me, I'd like to see, see a little bit of a change of game plan. I, I'd go Mark Wood first three overs, bang. Hit South Africa hard. Look at South Africa. If you get them three down in the in the early stages, that nullifies the back end of their goal. If you get Quentin de Kock early, then all of a sudden you take 40 or 50 runs off the back end. 
that they've got batters who bat and no and not many of the bowlers can can bat. So for me, I'd go hard on the power play, see if that works. Because I think England are missing a trick there. I think at this minute in time, they're trying to pitch up and swing it. And at this minute in time, top international players, it's in their wheelhouse, bang, and they're just smashing that out of the park and they're really putting England under pressure. So for me, I'd change the game plan a little bit. I'd go Willie, I mean, go Wooden, Topley up the top if he's, if Reese Topley's fit. Ben Stokes has to play now, even if there's any question on his fitness. England are in the knockout, must win games now. So for me, Ben Stokes has to come back into the team. And I think Moen Ali has to come back into the team. So I think I'd bring Ben Stokes in, possibly. You know what? It, it's a difficult one. Where does he where does he come in? Does Liam Livingston drop out? Harry Brooks played really well. That's that would be that would be an interesting question. I'd like Moen Ali to come back into the team, possibly for the, the you know, for, for Chris Wokes. Um, do England leave? Why does England leave Sam Curran out and go? Right, we'll leave Curran and Wokes out and leave the all-rounders out and play specialists, specialist batter in Ben Stokes, and obviously and and Mo and Ali. That's possibly what I'd what I'd do. Um, but we've got to remember as well, John, is we won the World Cup in 2019. In the last two or three group games, we were knockout from then out then on. So England have been here before. They've been. They've shown some experience. One thing I'll say is I don't think they were playing anywhere near as, as good or these players are as good as what they were in 2019, uh, individually or collectively. So that concerns me a little bit. But they've been here before. They've had to win the last three or four group games to get to the knockouts to then go on and win a tournament. So, you know, that, that will stand them in good stead. But they've got to get Ben Stokes back into the team. And for me, they've got to play Mo and Ali. And I would possibly punt if he leave the two all-rounders, two all-rounders out and go with specialists, batters, um, because I think England at this minute in time trying to fiddle around with the power player and trying to fiddle around that having players in the middle order can do both jobs, i.e. bat and ball. Well, you've got two players doing neither at this moment in time, and I'd be tempted in being ruthless and leaving Wokes and Curran out. So Wokes and Curran miss out. Livingston plays. Yeah. So Ali and Stokes come in for Curran and Wokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they come in for Curran and Wokes. Ben goes back to five. Mo and Ali's at seven or eight and floating. You know, go out up the top of the order and hit the power play if need be and give them some flexibility on that front. And then you have got, you've got three spin options. You've got three seam options. Well, what will England do? We'll uh, wait and find out. We're going to have updates from all the other games uh, over on Talk Sport. Uh, Australia against Sri Lanka uh, on Monday now. Australia will suddenly be feeling they're back in the game. Although this win for Afghanistan did knock them to the bottom of the table, I see. Um, I'll be reporting on that South Africa game uh, next weekend. But there's plenty of cricket to come on Talk Sport with updates throughout the week. Uh, but you'll be listening to Following On.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 